this week on Homo Superior. Moonstone I, being there is great. I yeah. love Moonstone so much. All that is a reveal at the end. She's better of the powered than every other person in the entire room, though. She oh, knows. completely. She knows. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I'm slumming it right now. She really is slumming she it. She went with her old terrible outfit, though. Yeah. And catchphrase: What's up, losers? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's- well, Brent is back, and Caitlin's back, and Clark is back, and Ryan's back, and Adam's not back. It's no longer Memorial Day. Welcome to Homo Superior, guest starring Tony Stark, issue 285. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brent Wingate. This week, Adam isn't on pod. He got a new job as a trash compactor. He was originally overqualified for the role, but he was able to close his mouth for a minute. What's weird is that, that was his old job, too. Yeah. Okay. Nom, 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 trash. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming in like gangbusters with a Twitter poll about Spider-Man. Uh, also this week, we watched the two-parter of X-Men the Animated Series with episodes three and four of season four. Magneto wants to make a country for mutants, so we'll get into the best tax structure for the low-resource economy. There's news, 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 and the issues, plus some off-week plugs. But first, some housekeeping. So we keep our houses. Don't forget to check out our last podcast where we didn't do a regular one, but we spotlighted the Uncanny Experience, which is an event Coming up in Minneapolis, it's an X-Men con, a fan con, the weekend of September 16th and 17th. We chatted with the architects, Chandler Poling from X-Reads Podcast and Dylan Carter from the House of X Podcast. We had a really delightful conversation with them. We're really excited about the event. And this is not fake. People, this is people, a real one. People asked on Reddit whether this was fake. No, this it one, is not. This is real. This is very real. I, at least I hope it's real. What if we just show up in Minneapolis and it's not there? Say that. That means I lied on Reddit. <laughs> you No, you did not lie on Reddit. I'm just lying now. It's so, so close to a copyright infringement. Oh, it's so real. It sounds like such a fun event, though. Seriously. I can't wait. That uh, was real as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a great time. I mean, I it does sound fake because I do not think I've heard of a lot of other events like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, just a little preview of our conversation. Uh, Dylan said the reason they did this because there's like... You know, Doctor Who cons and Harry Potter cons and drag cons. There was never been an X-Men focused con. Obviously, there's comic cons where X-Men are featured uh, here and there. But they wanted to create one and they wanted to do it for the 60th anniversary of the X-Men, which is, of course, this year. And also to do it in a mansion that is very Xavier-like is so fucking cool. Like, fuck you, Harry Potter. You're not doing it in a fake castle, you know. They kind of are, but okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah they are, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, and then the other quick uh, housekeeping thing we've got is we are going to be watching Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse this week, and we will be doing our extra episode review of it. Look for it next week. It's going to be juicy. Mm. We're going to tell you, we're going to tell all. Yeah. The yeah. things that they don't want you to hear about. We're going to reveal the rest of the voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that is it you? It's Are you me. one of the spider I'm all the other ones. Oh, my God. Shocking. Yeah. CBR reports. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going to be, you could be like Harley Spider person. Like, okay, uh, Mr. J. How, how fucking freaked out would you be? If, if I they, was in it? If they com- did like an AI composite of your voice. <laughs> I think they have enough found footage of me already. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you agree with that, uh, Ryan Spider-Man? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. (laughs) All right. Well, um, speaking of Spider-Man, we put out a poll in our Polaris this week. We just asked uh, all of our our friends on Twitter, uh, who is your favorite Spider-Man? And we picked four. Uh, Of course, Peter Parker, the original. 
Miles Morales, originally from the Ultimate Universe, but of course is now in the 616. Uh, Miguel O'Hara from uh, Spider-Man 2099, and will also be featured in Across the Spider-Verse. And uh, Ben Riley, who was Spider-Man for a hot minute and then became uh, Chasm, uh, as featured in last year's Dark Web. Before I get into the answers, let me ask all of you, who's your favorite? Clark, I'll start with you. Miguel O'Hara. Of this list, uh, list, uh, Miguel. Um, but I think Spider Gwen has moved up a lot for me. Okay. Oh, that I was really a swerve. Like a swerve. Spider Gwen. Yeah. All right. I don't. Uh, I don't like Spider Man. I prefer DC Comics. Oh. So. Okay. Which Spider one do you like? Yeah. Which there? Bat Spider do you like, or <laughs> Super Spider? I. You can see this is Wonder why, Spider. This is why I'm the historian on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Of DC. Yeah. So you like Blue Beetle is what you're telling us. I, I honestly. I mean, probably Miguel O'Hara. I just think the Spider Man's niceness is just so sickening. Sickeningly sweet. We got a lot of futurists on here. Well, the right answer is uh, Miles Morales. No, it's not. It's a great Spider-Man. He is. It truly is. We already said it. So, what was the what were the results, Kalen? So, in fourth, actually tied in third and fourth place was Ben Riley and Miguel O'Hara. You guys do not represent the majority opinion Don't on Twitter. Don't care. Uh, yeah. Wait. Did you weigh in our votes? <laughs> Uh, like, oh, like the electoral three, college. Those three, did it change? <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Um, Peter Parker came in second place, and in first place was Miles Morales, which is why I said I was correct. And okay, you're wrong. what else happens? That's it. That's the poll. We <laughs> did it. Next week, we go to the next batch of spider people, <laughs> and then we continue doing that. I for like Spider Man Noir, Noir a lot. Oh, well, he wasn't one of the choices. Well, that's not my fault. That's your fault. Yeah, yeah <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, if you're upset with Kalen for not including your favorite spider person, get at him. <laughs> get at him in the comments. Let's move on to MCU Next TV, Brent. It's our <laughs> ongoing segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. We're continuing our coverage of X-Men, the animated series, in anticipation, and now uncomfortable anticipation for X-Men 97. Um, so, uh, this is for season four, episode three and four. It's a classic two-parter sanctuary. Uh, Magneto has made a home away from home with asteroid M. So low space, low orbit space station. Welcome to all mutants. Meanwhile, Charles blames the victim by telling Magneto (laughs) his enemies are right to be afraid when he did exactly what they asked and left earth. And... Uh, Charles goes on to gaslight his ex by making it clear that he doesn't believe in work-life balance for activists. Uh, But betrayal is in the pressurized cabin air as Fabian Cortez manipulates Magneto's power levels, kicks him off the asteroid, and blames Beast, Charles, and Gambit for treason. It's also a laundry day for the X-Men that decided to stop Fabian and his oncoming nuclear holocaust as everyone gets a spacesuit. The ugliest spacesuit in the world goes to Charles, I vote. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first thing is I have not read any part of Asteroid M. How long did it last in the comics, and how did this work as an adaptation? It's like three issues. It's three issues, but it's a composite of some other storylines as well. It's clearly got parts of like Claremont's last hurrah the first time Mm -hmm. around from the adjectiveless X-Men number one through three. But the whole idea of Asteroid M has been and other stuff. And remember, in that storyline, Magneto is very much the bad guy, yeah. even though Fabian Cortez is sort of being set up as like the unreliable, uh, you know, courtesan or, you know, courtesan. Courtesan. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. As soon as I, as soon as I said it, I knew I said it wrong. Um, but like as the uh, unreliable advisor to Magneto. Mm-hmm. 
in this, it's clear Magneto is just like, look, I'm done fucking with you people. I'm just going off into Asteroid M. It's a sanctuary for mutants, just like the title says. Don't start none, and there won't be none. Like, we will not, like, you know, we will not come for you. And that didn't happen in the, the I guess, the comics. I mean, clearly, Magneto had tried to set up, like, separate societies before, but sometimes would come off in a more villainous way. So this is a little different, but I really did like these two episodes. I think they're probably the best the anime series has ever been. These are great episodes, and it's dealing with... As if we forgot what mutant hate was. They, that TV really caught us up on all the times we oh the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, but these are so well done. Also, there's motivations for people. Sure, uh, Cortez seems insane the entire time, but like it's it's well done. I really yeah. enjoy these two episodes. We get some backstory for Amelia Vaught and Professor Xavier. We get more. Eh. We get more like X Men in their original costumes, including Angel's absolutely terrible costume. So wait, Angel I know, is an original that, is an original X Men in this. I know that does fucking re- they didn't retcon that or like they fucked up continuity. So the yeah, so the next one spoilers is going to be really wrong, which we'll get into next week. But it's it's wild. Oh, okay. Because because he's not included in that. Oh, anyway. well, I'm uh, this one. This two parter has definitely shot up for me as well. Um, it's still not my favorite. Phalanx Covenant's my favorite. We're getting to that a little yeah. later. I'm not saying anything other than I fucking love it. But and Amelia Vogt shows, Vogt shows up again. Oh, she does. Okay. Um, I just like they brought a lot of acolytes on. I really like Carmelo Onesion. Yeah. And she made a uh, Wolverine got to make a joke about her fisting him. <laughs> so I was very happy with that. Um, I don't. I just like we saw every fucking character ever. They just like bring any old character I, on. It was cam- It was like the end of a Saturday Night Live episode. It was like yeah. Cameo City. They had Black Panther in at the end. Bl- okay. Well, Bl- Black Panther's appearance was offensive. Yeah. They did show his big, beautiful butt, but <laughs> it was just two shots of him, the beginning and at the end. Yeah. And all he was doing was crouching on like a fucking a rock. rock. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's so what they do up. for everybody though. Well, it's just that's just another cameo, and they do that every single time for everybody. Wakanda, they ended up. They in Wakanda, can't. Right? They can't well, have, his face they, didn't even make they, a cameo. They can't it was have just his speak. asshole. None of them speak. None of the special everyone, ones. Everyone, Captain Britain shows up and stuff. Everyone is always watching what's happening on the news with the X Men, and none of the heroes are doing anything to help them. Correct. Yeah, seriously, they're just sitting there. <laughs> the Doctor Strange drinking tea. The Hulk just looking like quizzical mm. and whatever. All, all, e- even X Factor was like, not really our fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're Mutant all stuff standing, not watching TV. They're they're st- they're not even seated. So in the nineties, we no never saw that. But that's like a classic. I I can just walk away from this type pose. You that, know, I I can go. X Factor shows up in the Phalanx Covenant as well. Oh. Oh, thank and God. Speaks, ta- and they speak. Should we talk about Felix coming in? No. Okay. So I love that they had a funeral for Charles. <laughs> and the rest of the X-Men couldn't be bothered. Wait, wait, for, for, for Charles? Magneto, for Magneto. Oh, no, I'm sorry, for yeah. Magneto. And yeah. they just literally couldn't be bothered. Like Jubilee wasn't there. Well, Storm that's wasn't fine. there. She doesn't need to be anywhere. Gene and Scott weren't there. Gene and Sto- Scott weren't there. That was Storm a, wasn't there. I, th- I know, Storm. I think it's fine for them to conscientiously protest. If only because Charles, the the prior sentence Charles said was, "We've got to hurry. I got to go talk to the president," <laughs> and then immediately decides to do that a funeral. That was weird. <laughs> he said that quite a few times in this, these two episodes. You have a shotgun 
wedding. This is a shotgun funeral. Yeah. All right. I got to go they talk to the president. They got back to the earth and he's like, oh, I got to talk to the president. <laughs> like, why are you always talking to him? Do you need to go talk to him now? Like, cut the speech short, Charles. Okay. So did we like, I like that they used the Shi'ar technology to yes. justify getting to space easier and all of that stuff. Awesome. Very uh, fun. Really good. Good for cartoon. Now, and also, and, and cl- I like classic Shi'ar space technology. It's all written. Press the Shi'ar space technology button. <laughs> I believe it's Shi'ar cloak, in pure Shi'ar co- shield, Shi'ar laser array, and Shi'ar warp. In pure coincidence, Shi'ar is actually English, by uh, the way. Like, r- Shi'ar written is just like English. I feel like... Uh, well, I always write English phone, English headphone. Like, it, you don't have to... That's do- like oh, you're going to say it in the right accent of English phone. That's like how uh, like no. you're selecting attack moves for a Pokemon. <laughs> it's Shi'ar cloak. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Um, okay, so let's talk about the suits real quick. The spacesuits looked dumb, real dumb. I kind of like Wolverines. I like Wolverines. Actually, Wolverines was close it's to kinda his. It kind of looked uh, like Uncanny X Force Wolverines. Yeah, it does. It yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's and his shadow suit. Rogue's wasn't terrible. I like Rogue's costume. She had a braid in her hair too, which I kind of liked. That it was, was a little Age of Apocalypse y, like the the color blocking, mm-hmm. but like more like svelte, like not as. Pu- Poofy, yeah. puffy, you know. Xavier's uh, was high evolutionary just from Gardens of the Galaxy with the beaten up face on it. Like, it was just, he's, it looked terrible. He's had that in a, in one comic before, maybe a few issues in the 90s. Can yeah, I, he, he wears it a lot when he's fucking... Um, um, Lalandra? Yeah, exactly. Can I ask a question? So, what's-her-face brought him back to health, right? Xavier back to health. Amelia? Right? Yeah. Um, her motivations were wild at the end because she's like, she, you brought, like- she brought it back to health by shaking his hand. Correct. Yeah. Um, but then in one scene, he's walking. He's walking yeah. again. And then she, I, I and told then you, he she remains- shook his hand. <laughs> but isn't that weird that they never really address that? Then he's just yeah, not because walking. She met him at the hospital when he lost his ability to walk. Yeah, she has- no, no, no. But I thought she was nursing him back to health, so he could walk for uh, a little bit. Well, the way no? I the way I read that was that what he her w- smoke powers He was do. losing his ability to walk mm. slowly. Oh, and she's trying to like all that physical therapy is to try and like slow the effect. I, ju- oh, okay. I just think whenever I'll, I'll she that, whenever yeah. she touches him, he recharges for a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's so whenever like, she's not around him, he just like falls Amelia, into a heap. Yeah. Her to Charles is Magneto to planet Earth. You know, or Magneto to Cortez as well. There's a lot of weird touch stuff going on in this. I like when he was like basically <laughs> molecules. He has a cortisone, so I understand that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It had a cortisone shot. Um, uh, he basically was molecules, and then he just goes, "I am reborn." Just I'm like, "Ooh, coming for Storm's After game." Yeah, right. Saudi yeah. Arabia. Yeah, he did oh. disappear though. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that when he took off his helmet. He had hat hair. Did you notice he that? Oh, yeah. It the went hair, up. I it went up. That. It was like, oh, that's a nice little bit of detail. I so, like that. Good detail, bad animation. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. You so know. We, we constantly talk about the love between Xavier and Magneto. It is constantly. Well, well, I mean, we it's no, a big it's theme of like this it's is a gay, this is a gay love st- story, and so I think it's so prevalent in these two episodes. Agreed. I just. Yeah, and then the redhead woman shows up, and then she's like, I know you guys want to fuck, so I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I'm going to go in a dust of smoke or a poof of smoke. Beast's like, oh, yeah, I don't know wh- what it was about them that really broke it off. I, who could say, you yeah. know? It's just he's always in this fight with this other guy. I don't know. Who knows? When, uh, when he thinks, uh, like, his, like, Magneto's, like, ship is, like, going down, he's like, 
my friends. It's, it's like, mm. wow, this is... No, he said, we've been through so much, yeah. Magnus. <laughs> Magnus. Yeah, uh, Charles's opening line, love comes in many forms. And for such a strong, supple man <laughs> like Magneto, his strength wasn't just in his convictions. It's also in his heart. <laughs> well, one last thing is I love the the reveal of how we're going to get Cortez. We're going to get a VHS with all the CR <laughs> technology and a thousand different mutants on this fucking place. It's the blockbuster gambit. And she's just see. bringing that, that all over the place. Yes. She, she had to like, rat wide, pull it out, she, pull yeah. it back in. I was like, Everyone's shocked you better watch it. the tape on that. Oh, yeah, lady. it's going to burn. It might, it might. They put her through 18 rooms in order to actually sneak in to get that tech. <laughs> Correct, yeah. I also know we've talked about this before, but Gambit what? talking about himself in the third person really bothers me. Yeah. Gambit don't care, dear. <laughs> I'm like, what? Just, just, as, just as good as him. Yeah, it's, thanks. I like that him and Byron were just friends. You're like, By- Byron? He's like, hey. I know. Oh, you're on this too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did we think about the, like, denouement where, where Apocalypse and... Uh, oh, Deathbird. Kelsey, Kelsey, yeah, Deathbird show up. Boy. And then Deathbird, this yeah. is the first time we saw her. I didn't realize, I forgot about that. I thought she showed up during all the Shi'ar stuff. I thought it was just her that Deathbird's showed up. Deathbird's been in some of the episodes oh, well, before, this, right? This With... thing lied to me. The internet lied to me. Well, she, she's uh, been in previous ones, but only flashbacks. Oh, she oh, wasn't in some of the See, Phoenix saga stuff? Oh, I can't remember now. I, what I say counts. What, the, what, this, what they're doing to you know, Apocalypse's voice, it's just... Stick with the weird robotic thing. That sounds so much cooler than just like Ooh. a regular, yeah, like Booberry or something. <laughs> I He's always a real eat Booberry. Uh, I do have to say that uh, I think Cortez is a great character. Yeah. He's great. And uh, Vengeance for Frenzy. Give her a line. Give her a line in the she new anime. She's just there. I no. love Frenzy. She, no, no I did. on so many fisting jokes. She did. I, I don't need frenzy if the fisting jokes keep going. I but she both. got to push a button in one scene. I thought that was great. She You're pushing my button now. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not kidding. All right. That's the end of our MC Next TV. Extra, extra, extra. Read all about it. Clark's got stuff to say. I've got enough stuff to say. I've got too much stuff to say. All right. So the thing we kept hinting at, which is a nightmare, um, is about Sunspot. Uh, the fans are about to murder a bunch of people. They're baying for blood because the voice actor for X-Men, the animated series 97, um, the Sunspot character is not in any way Afro-Brazilian, and that's a problem, clearly. He, the actor is um, very, very, very white. Um, the uh, Sunspot is half white, half Afro-Brazilian, and has always been drawn as a dark-skinned person of color. Portraying Sunspot, as I said, is the upcoming series is Gui. Agostini, which is an Italian, Spanish, and French name, so clearly he doesn't have a lot going on in there. So that bodes very poorly, even in the New Mutants movie, as none of us saw. I think I saw t- 10 minutes of it accidentally. I saw, I saw it. it. Oh, well. <laughs> I saw it. D- did you so- see that when Sunspot was... When we something, we always in unison go, I, I saw, saw it. <laughs> did you uh, see that they Sunspot They didn't see Sunspot because was... he was so white that like, yeah, they yeah, couldn't see it. Yeah, he blended in the background. Yeah. Um, uh, he Clark, was played I'm, by... I'm a little upset because I, I saw I it. played <laughs> the demon bear. It was oh, me. But it was my voice that was playing. I love Demon rawr, Bear. Rawr, bear. Rawr, rawr. <laughs> that would be cute. No one could understand you, oh, Demon Bear. bear. Women, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stupid. Continue. You were talking about I real guess stuff. so. Yeah. So, yeah, Sunspot in the New Mutants movie was played by Henry Zaga, who is himself Italian, Portuguese, Spanish with indigenous origins. And you notice I did not say Afro-Brazilian once again because no one seems to give a shit. Um, so the worst of all, 
not even that is not the worst of all, but head writer Bo DeMeo has responded and basically just didn't really give too much shits about what the ex-Twitter thought. He said, we are all kind of wrong and stupid and alluded to the fact that he is of African-American African origin, that we should be fine with this because he is fine with this, which is unsettling. So a couple of things. One, uh, Sunspot's Afro-Brazilian background, his heritage, is part of his origin. It's part of his origin. In his first appearance, he, while he's playing football, soccer, uh, he gets attacked by a bunch of white people in Brazil for being dark skinned and also being a mutant. So and his it, white girlfriend gets murdered because of it. All of that. All of that. And then Bo DeMeo, you know, like he handled it so poorly. I mean, I understand that this is creation, this is his baby. And there were some very reasonable, like, hey, this is a little problematic. He doubled and tripled down. It's like, uh, there's a lot more nuance than you guys are giving credit for. Also, the me, I am, uh, you know, African American. And there's a lot of people of color in the writer's room, and you're not giving them credit. And it's like, no one's saying anything about that. <laughs> Your heritage doesn't make up for the fact that you have, you're whitewashing a character. A mm. character that is absolutely... It's it's so important. And like even with voice acting that's happened in animation. So uh, Brie Larson... Not Brie Larson. Alison Brie uh, uh, for uh, BoJack Horseman has come out and said she should not have played uh, Diane Nguyen. Uh, who is a Vietnamese American uh, character, or you know Jenny uh, Jenny Slate talking about playing uh, a half uh, black character in Big Mouth, like all of this stuff. It's like it's it's very real, and the fact that they are, aren't casting somebody of you know uh, uh, of Afro uh, Brazilian descent uh, in for this character, it's so fucked up. And the fact that Bo doesn't see this it's it's awful i'm sorry clark i just uh, went off on a rampage. Oh no you're fine so somehow it got worse because um oh, no. it seems that x twitter went a little overboard started attacking him personally and started some people started calling him a race traitor which is fucked up everybody um so well, that's an overreaction he, yes, yes. It's very over and so then he decided he's fucking getting out of twitter which uh, after that i kind of understand I will not indulge fans believing that they are entitled to be the arbiter of someone else's identity and whether or not they are this or that enough at the proper time, there'll be plenty of insights into what decisions we made and why. When Marvel gives me the go, I will be very frank and transparent, as if he already was not frank and transparent at this very moment. It's an interesting way of thinking about it, because <clears throat> uh, if it's possible to put the race issues aside for a second, who decides what the identity of your characters is, if not the fans ultimately? Like, this is what bothers people at its core about when someone represents a character wrong in any regard. And to pretend like that's not important at all is a very weird take from a creator who is making art for people to consume. Especially if, with this, yeah, that has so many eyes on it. Yes, exactly. So many eyes. And it feels like they're trying to make moves to bring it to the current day. And it was a very 90s cartoon back in the day. To do these updates and to ignore this seems preposterous. It seems insane for them to just ignore this huge thing. Well, it would be like casting a white woman to play Storm. Like, no one would think that's... Like, yeah. no one would, would do that. Correct. So She's I don't not understand. from South Africa apartheid era. 
What's that? I said she's not from South Africa during apartheid era. She can't be a white woman. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's agreeing yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, Kaylin, In a very circuitous Kaylin, way. Kaylin, you're too angry. Come down. <laughs> I was like, I When didn't... Clark agrees with you, it still sounds like <laughs> he's not agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Does that's this guy want to fight me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. that's a good point because. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I do want to say that Guy Agostini, Bo DeMeo, and Henry Zager are all hot. So I don't care about anything I just talked about. Okay. Well, thank you for <laughs> being, thank you for being joking, a gay man. Joking, yeah, clearly. That's, yes, that's class commentary. I yeah. am bullshitting everybody. Yeah. All right, so Micronauts I'm going to talk about. So this is going to be a little bit because half of you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So ROM, Space What's Knights, and prob- probably the, the listeners don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they know, but it's all fucked up and from the 80s. Yeah. So ROM, Space Knight is back and so are the Ma- Micronauts, but they're in uh, 2024. They're coming out in omnibus form. Um, Marvel doesn't know um, doesn't do omnibus omnibuses for no fucking reason. So right. clearly these characters are coming back. Yep. Um, so back in 1978/9, Marvel got the rights to create ROM slash Micronauts comics for the toy company Mego Corporation, which I said Legos for masculine corporations was the tagline. Bill Mantlo and Michael Golden wrote this 36 issue series, and um, Hasbro ended up buying the rights and then they said fuck you marvel we're taking them back so there was no more rom or micronauts allowed except for the characters marvel themselves added which were the galadorian knights which we saw in the recent oh, cable yeah. series they were um, in cable yeah with them wielding the light of galador's sword and then of course cable doing so during x of swords the saddest little robots in space they were the, uh, like, we're like transformers yeah. with nothing to do yeah they don't transform <laughs> no the micronauts who they laid, later became called the enigma force including bug Terrible who name. was supposed Love to bug. be well, the Enigma Force was actually a power that was going on at the time, and I won't talk about it, but I'll talk about it. Anyway, so Bug, which is of Guardians fame, who James Gunn wanted to use in volumes two and three of the of movies, but he was not allowed to because clearly all the rights are all fucked up. Yep. Uh, Marionette, who's the princess of Homeworld, who should have been an Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania instead of Gentora because <gasps> she is the princess of Homeworld. <laughs> well, now you've gone too far. I know. Ryan's going to start Gentora was this. in seven appearances altogether, and um, Marionette was in like a hundred. So there's something wrong. And Arctivus Ran, who's descendant of the, oh, there's another, of the first space traveler in the multiverse. So we're going to tie that with Kang, but not really. Uh, Wayfarer. And then finally, Acroyer, who's some Transformer helmeted idiot who wasn't allowed to be used because uh, his costume or the actual name. They couldn't use Acroyer because of the rights issues. Uh, The characters were last seen in 2012 in the Minimum Garbage Spider Event. Is yeah. that what it's actually called? It's minimum something, but I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean to write garbage. garbage. What is it? Oh, carnage! <laughs> minimum carnage. Yeah. Okay. I think it auto. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you. It was a nice little autocorrect. You populate it with uh, internal commentary so much, I don't always know what. Yeah. I'm well, well I, I wrote garbage. Was any of that true? I, I wrote garbage multiple times in the previous things I talked about today and later and ones. Who says the comics aren't confusing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say also uh, an- another part of the mythos that Marvel got to keep were the uh, the dire raids, which were from yes. Rom, and they ended up being in some X Men comics. They're actually very creepy, villainous aliens. They were in Fantastic with, Four with, too during yeah. the FF era. With yeah. them getting the rights again, do you think this could be their next weird, wonky sort of team that doesn't have forty five characters like the Eternals, like the Guardians first, I, it, then the Eternals? They were trying it with. Could this be their next unknown wonky be, people? This could be like the new Guardian squad, which some of the Guardians added to it. I would like that. That sounds pretty cool. I just think they're getting the rights back. That means that they're going to try to use that IP, and Clark is right. Yeah. Marvel does not do this stuff on accident or just 
randomly. I mean, the fact that like the last if, five years they've wanted to use these characters clearly, and they oh had, yeah, they had to throw them aside you, based you on the number like of times. Three of them, yeah. yeah exactly. You don't think they ever have? Oops, all omnibuses. <laughs> <laughs> oops, I did it again. Yeah. Also, Micronauts is just a catchy ass name. So like, yeah, if that was is. a movie, it's. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, the microverse is what what it was what the quantum realm was originally do, called. Do you too. think we haven't talked about? I mean, they haven't told anything, but do you think Marvel's going to just straight up buy the character rights? Because those those, those no one toys those it. toys don't make shit. I am I, I they might they might be so cheap at this point. It's yeah. like who else? Because IDW yes. Comics was publishing ROM for a bit, but IDW is the well, bankrupt. Yeah. Well, the IDW has just gone like completely like you know tits up. Like they are. Like pretty much in bankruptcy right now, hot. which is you know no, kind of hot. Yeah, Marvel buy that shit. Yeah, so no, it'd be great, and then throw them in the MCU. Hey, more, I, we more know IP. you're listening, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, oh, so I've got another three dumbish ones. Um, so right. Runaways has been removed from Disney Plus, and none of us in this room give a fuck. Not from my heart. We are no, now free them. of people claiming that this walking jug of diarrhea was canon to the MCU because everyone online was like, "Yeah, I think it is. We'll bring this in." Blah 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 blah. blah. I don't care about Runaways, but I do care that like something that people consumed can just be taken off of of streaming yes and it's also any warning without any warning and also you know these actors not a lot of them aren't working and so some of them are relying on residuals from and so that's really all of this is residuals based on the writers actors directors everything like that i mean we knew that warner brothers didn't did all that fucking shit earlier and so now everyone else is doing it yeah i mean a lot of this stuff actors weren't bad too i mean the scripts itself weren't wonderful no they weren't good the actors as well? No. All of them. Okay, when the we're parents, all terrible. Remember right? all the parents incapable of performing? Well, they were old CW actors. Half of them. <laughs> oh, it was all, the whole Spike thing was rough. from Buffy and Angel. Yeah. yeah. Twas not great. Um, a lot of these are going to show up on things like Tubi and whatever the other fucking one is. Like, like free, free service that are free that Omicron they can. Omicron and what then all, but yeah. Get Disney can get money by putting them on different service free oh, services. Yeah. So it's that these will show up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. since Disney didn't get of many by comparison to Tubi's a wild service. I well. fucking it love it. Tubi is random as fuck. There's so much it's good so anime. Strange. I've been watching Olive Loop on the third. Oh, it's Loop on Tubi. On the third for like the last three days. I just watch Quibi. So <laughs> you're the one person. <laughs> The All right, <laughs> so just a tiny thing. We, I think we already talked about it. Wonder Man, Spider-Man, and Thunderbolts are all on pause because of the writer's strike, and Deadpool is not, but Ryan Reynolds cannot ad-lib it anyway because he's the writer, and that clearly is not allowed during the writer's strike. Which, wait, which, which Spider-Man's on hold? The, like, the, the next series, movie? The TV series. Oh, the TV series for the Spider-Man which I TV think series. there's two of them. I right? was going to say, I don't know, because you were the one to put that in there, and I just went with that. I, oh. went, I went with those three. Oh, yeah. It's two it's Everything two of the, else it's I added two the series the Sony wanted to yeah. do, not an actual Spider-Man oh, The movie. final exciting thing is oh. that Shatterstar is back, but it's not because some cunt decided to make a new character called Shatterstorm, who's a female Mojiverse gladiator who looks exactly the same down to the eye star, except for she's blonde. You know who the fucking cunt is? Rob Liefeld, who's, as we know, the fucking worst person ever. And be ready for Deadpool Batter Blood number two on sale July 19th if you want to have a death wish or you hate yourself or you have low self-esteem. I swear to God, I thought you wrote bladder blood for a second, yeah. not batter blood. <laughs> I mean, bladder <laughs> blood is very <laughs> concerning. And you should definitely go if you have a death wish. This Do is not. another one that's like, is, wait. Did Clark write this or Rob Layfield? <laughs> I no, don't I can see know. I can so, see Clark's so feet. Is, so. I, some of the facts <laughs> I are, wrote with his feet. Yeah. Some of the facts I'm confused about. So are the is Rob Lee Layfield creating this character and it's already yes. out? 
It's so, not coming out till the second issue of Batter w- Blood. Wouldn't it be fun if this character also goes into Marvel and then they also make her um, a lesbian as well? <laughs> she's <laughs> a lesbian. Like oh she's also the, she's God. also the daughter of. Um, they become a non-binary the, the lesbian with, gor- with gorgeous feet. Yes. Um, non-binary queer person who only has like relationships, but is also poly. Um, I uh, was just thinking about this. There was an old wizard comic from the '90s, and they, when it used to be good, <laughs> an elderly wizard yes, made this comic. They, uh, they used to, ha- they had an article where it's like create your own Rob Layfield character, and they had like one part of the name on one column and another part of the name. Yeah. So it was like you could do like Dark Blood and. Blood Wolf yeah. and Wolf Wolf. Sad fart. Night, sad, <laughs> night knife. Night knife. Knife night. Like just mix it up. It was all. It was great. Back when Wizard was actually a publication worth reading. Yeah, I yeah. I, I used to do it like all the time. Now. That's such a blast from the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that's the news, right, Clark? All right, let's get into the issues. The issues is our oh, weekly recap. Baby, we'll have it next week. Yeah, don't we'll be sad. We'll be back with the news, Clark. Don't worry, it's Clark, coming back. We'll get your news Clark, next week. Okay, new, all right. Just, just start talking about comics. Then. All right. <laughs> so the issues. Uh, it's our weekly recap of all things X. Actually, it's two weeks of X because we skipped last week. So this week and last week we have Bishop War College number four, New Mutant Lethal Legion number three. Deadpool number seven, Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain number four, and X-23, Deadly Regenesis number three. Let's start with Bishop. Written by Jason Holtham and illustrated by Sean Damien Hill. In this penultimate issue, Bishop's timey-wimey adventures continue on Earth-63. As you probably remember, this world's X-Men are all black because the mutant gene only manifests in black folks. Uh, Meanwhile, back in the 616, the War College students continue to fight Orcus who are using Blight's Will to dampen their powers. Turns out that Fenris aren't affected because they're using magic bracelets or something. <laughs> I hate this. It I bo- hate it. It both gives you power and doesn't. Yeah. You know? I don't know why these kids are doing anything. I'd be fine with if it was dealing with Bishop going to this alternate universe, but everything else about it is just awful. It's weird. But in the climax, Fenris opens up the pit, and Earth-63's her- Heather Tucker, a.k.a. Tempo, uses her hidden powers to try to save her dead father. Sure, okay. Well, I love... Heather Tucker, but I don't love her in this. <laughs> She's, I, was she brainwashed as well? Brain dead. Uh, um, I just it was it was such a weird turn for this character not to like actually go into her powers. I it, it's been a weird journey with this one, <laughs> but it, it I enjoy seeing Surge in armor doing something. When this started. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> Nothing fun, but at least they're existing. <laughs> when this started, it was originally already questionable, but there was a potential that maybe something could come out of this. And as the story has gone on, it is two stories that are splitting in directions that don't relate thematically or with any real Plot-wise, plot or yeah. with any kind of character development. Uh, I don't understand how these two stories are supposed to fit together. Or, or why I'm supposed to be particularly engaged in one versus the other because other than the hook of uh, Bishop in a world where there are only all the mutants are black, there is not anything it's there. Nothing enjoyable. So That's an interesting part. My feeling is Jay Holtham had an idea, and the editors were like, "Okay, you need Some something more. You need the you need the to work kids. it into continuity, baby. You need to work. So into we're continuity. gonna work on that." The, the prison, the and pit, then, yeah. and then 
maybe training a next generation because that always brings in some uh, readers as well. Yeah. For me. I, I love it brings in you as a reader. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it really yeah. does because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like seeing the the younger generation like try to become X Men. I think <laughs> yeah. that's really try cool. and fail. Well, and show uh, this up six is years later, try. and then they try again. <laughs> um, I mean, having Tempo and Bishop be the ones that are doing this time jump, uh, I think, also adds credence to that. Yeah, it, it seems like yeah. that would be a much better, you know, kind of single stand. I would have been just okay with learning that side of it I, more. This would have been a better as a one shot if we just f- f- took all the stuff mm, from like the, an annual. Yeah, like an annual or something, and just like it's just a bishop, like it's just a bishop one shot, a bishop annual, and you just focused on him going to Earth sixty three, and then sort of dealing with the, you know, taking the subtext and making it into text of, of you know, being a mutant and you know having prejudice against you, and also being black and being prejudiced, you know, people being prejudiced against them. So it's a really cool concept. Like it's, it, I and I I think we can all agree on one thing. The Fenris twins are so stupid. I disagree. And we hate them. What? I, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm kidding. They're the worst. Uh, uh, yeah. I like Fenris at times as villains, but they're not very good in this. I like when one of them's dead and the other one's good. I knew you, you were going to say the that. skin. I knew you would. Yeah. I knew, wrap, that, wrap that War skin around your hand. Yeah. Um, this would have been a good one-shot Marauders um, annual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This would have been, yeah. Yeah, 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 so it just feels very stressed. And also, well, I'm anxious to see. Maybe, maybe it does all come together, and like it could tie together in a nice way. I, I'm, I'm hoping for that. I, I can see some of the talent behind Sean Damien Hill, the artist, but I don't like the way the art looks. And maybe it's the coloring. Maybe it's, it just feels very flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inking may be a little off. I don't know. Like it just doesn't. It just doesn't seem very. It's not good for me. I'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, New Mutants, Lethal Legion, number three, written by Charlie Jane Anders, friend of the pod, and illustrated by Enid Balam. Uh, Danny, uh, Gabriel, and Swan are yonkers in an attempt to save Escapade Scout and Cerebella from themselves, really. And it turns out that while Count Nefaria is kind of a joke villain, he has a very not uh, not very jokey MacGuffin, the Weird Engine. The Weird el- Edging. Edge, the Weird Edging. An eldritch-looking <laughs> weapon uh, from, uh, from of Uranus's from uh, Axe Judgment Day. Uh, also, Nefaria's uh, Reformed Lethal Legion has some personal favorites of mine, including Moonstone and Unicorn. Unicorn I forgot all about yeah. until See, I, I saw him. I didn't like that at all because Unicorn became good in the recent um, Iron Man run. Oh, did he? And People I, change, I, I, Clark. I hate, like, literally the last thing he saw was him becoming a hero. It oh. pisses me off when different writers don't pay attention to characters changing. There's a lot of issues with Marvel always does it where like they worked on Rhino to be good, 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 good. And then someone was like, nah, he's bad again. Well, and then he works to be good, good, good again. And I, I, mad I don't just blame the writers because the writers don't always read stuff. It's the editors. The editors, the editors the, fuck it up. The editors have to like help with that continuity. Well, so and if, if Charlie Jane wanted to use Unicorn as a bad guy, the editor could have been like, no, no, no. You know, we... <laughs> Well, well, because the weird? editors Did, don't talk to each other. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Avengers versus X-Men. Isn't that Iron Man storyline mentioned in this? That like there's yeah. very clearly uh, paying attention to it but not really caring about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Charlie Jane did do a lot of like in comics things in this, having the axe crossover thing going on and that just was a bunch cool. Of yeah. The the name pronunciation for karma, like I like all of that stuff is in continuity. Like mm-hmm. so that yeah. it was work done. I maybe Unicorn just, realized off panel being good doesn't pay. Yeah. Stuff happens off panel. Get into it. 
Um, no. Look at my dumb costume. I can't be a hero. I have to be a villain. I do. I love have villains' colors. What Moonstone I, being there is great. I yeah. love Moonstone so much. I'll, that is a reveal at the end. She's better of this powered year. than every other person in the entire room, though. Oh, she completely. She knows. Yeah, yeah, she's like I'm slumming it right now. She really is slumming. She it. She went with her old terrible outfit, though. Yeah. And catchphrase: "What's up, losers?" <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's great. She would not. That character would never <laughs> say that line, but but I still like <laughs> so it. Good. Yeah. Also, um. I love when the new mutants were saying, we didn't just break into somewhere to steal something for fun. It's like, yeah, we did in the first issue, the king egg. Yeah, but we were doing that for a reason. Not at the time. We just were bored. That, to me, is a really great conversation because it is not letting any of your characters off the hook for the actions they've done. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's... Let's chill a little bit. We're all mutants here. We all do crazy stuff sometimes. It's the scene from Clueless when uh, Cher asks... um, uh, what's her face? Uh, who was the like the project that she had? Um, uh, played Ty. by Ty. Ty. It's like Ty. How old are you? Uh, I'll be sixteen in May. Well, I'll be sixteen in April. As somebody who's a month older than you, let me tell you what's up. That's what these <laughs> new mutants are basically. The older new mutants are telling like the younger, the younger they're uh, generation. All, they're, the younger generation is slightly getting older. The older generation is slightly getting younger, and they're all maintaining a thirty. I would say probably 30. Are they all 30? Yeah. I'd say they're like 20. They're like 25. 22 to 25, yeah. They follow uh, like CW actor rules. Like your age is constantly changing depending <laughs> yeah. on the job you're in. Do you yeah, remember yeah. when Will Spain was fucking Elixir and he was underage? Well. I'm tre- trying well, to forget, it, but you won't let me. They said she was 19 and that he, he was like alluded to be like 17 or 18. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's, that, it's that's a little... because they had to fudge to fuck out of it to make it less crazy. I don't know. I'm not agreeing with it. So this weird 19-year-old is teaching 17-year-olds? Are we going to talk about Colossus and Kitty Pride again? Because yeah. I can't keep having this conversation. Husk so, and Angel. We so could do it all day. Is the stuff with the weird engine anywhere else? Does that exist anywhere else? No. I think this is the first time I've seen this. Because I think that's a great concept. Uh if if it wouldn't work actually trying to like hammer out the details of it, some weird time based palindrome war between sentient species who are like trying to destroy each other. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Uh it very much Adam sort of fits in. Too. Well, Charlie Jane is a sci fi writer too, um, beyond, you know, writing for comics. You know, she's got the Unstoppable trilogy. Uh she has a podcast where they she and uh her co co host they talk about a lot of sci fi stuff. But this felt very much like Oh, I'm going to throw in some weird sci-fi in there, which I fucking love. This is a fun miniseries. I enjoy it. I think the art's also really beautiful, too. The Slow Ball special, I want to give oh, a shout-out like to. Because yeah. Yeah. I really imagine that uh, getting thrown onto not Doctor Strange was a very slow activity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, kind of far, yes. That yeah. we call not Doctor Strange. Yes. Uh, also, I like the little note that we saw from uh, Escapade to Cerebella. It was very, very oh, sweet. Oh, that and was sweet. I like that. Yeah, it's like, I hope you don't find me too annoying. I use humor to cope, you know. Yeah, I wonder sweet. what that's like. Yeah, you do that all the time, Galen. We all do that all the time. <laughs> That's kind of our MO. All right, moving on. Uh, Deadpool number seven, Alyssa Wong, uh, who's the writer, and Luigi Zagaria is the artist. Uh, in the immediate aftermath of the last issue, uh, the mercenary group Atelier attack Deadpool and his quote-unquote special friend, Genevieve Valentine, on their date at the planetarium. Ween Mile Lady Deathstrike is on dog duty. Get it? Do you get my joke? Do you get it? 
with Princess the Symbiote Canine, uh, and then two of the Atelier, Last Bite, and Ravona, aka extras from the latest Underworld movie, die, and the Horn Emperor demands that the rest of the Atelier bring him, bring Princess the dog. What'd y'all think? That's all I needed to hear. You didn't like it, I'm guessing. Not that I didn't like it. It's just I, I, I don't. You don't it see the d- need to continue. Matter. Maybe I don't care. Okay. The entire venture that the dog is fine, and the, that's about it. We've seen Deadpool have dog. to slowly kill different people, like different um, assassins. This has happened many times before. He had an entire miniseries that was just a bunch of assassins, and he murdered them all. This isn't charting new territory for me, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. I okay, So I think the purpose of this is to establish Deadpool with a partner and like a love story sort of comedic love story is i think the driving force behind comedy you mean sure like that is the driving force behind this series because otherwise the some of the other stuff doesn't seem that prevalent right it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me well the problem is that every deadpool series in the last 10 years does that exact same thing it gets a different female lead to be his romantic interest, and as soon as that's done, they put a new one and a new one and a new one. This one's different so, because Genevieve is non-binary. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, this is not a woman. Yes, yeah. this is not a a, a cis yeah. woman. Yeah. Um, just the same. It's a new romantic partner every single time. The last one was Elsa Bloodstone. Before that that's was uh, Shock. I missed that. What was his what his his demon wife's name? Who ran? And we the know why that sport. is. It was the movies that came out. It's just yeah. I, uh, remember how I I you know I always say Deadpool only works when you have like kind of a straight a man foil, character yeah. a foil Lady Deathstrike is no, starting to become a foil and I, she, and I okay. really enjoy that. Back Can and she forth. do more? Can, Can she it, do I, more? I would rather it be a yeah. Lady Deathstrike series. If I I mean I think probably for me it's that there was so much time that's been spent on getting this Venom dog that I thought was a waste. You know, maybe it's because the Venom stuff is already pretty silly to me, but. I think it could have been a lot more fun. It could be more fun if, yeah, they're doing the same old trope of like all these assassins are trying to kill Deadpool, but then it starts to just become like hundreds and hundreds of assassins that are trying to kill him. And there's literally not a single panel where he's not trying to fight someone. And there's some development that you've got to have in that universe, at least play off the trope rather than just do it. I mean, there was a mini series, as I said, that there was like, 30 or 40 actual character Marvel characters that were all assassins going after him. And it was just nonstop. Was oh, it Deadpool yeah. versus the, the, the Marvel? No, Marvel, you know, no, it was, it was, no, it was, it was in continuity yeah. oh, okay. and Thranati, whatever her name is showed back up. And oh, she Thranati. was the one that was in charge. She was inadvertently the one that was basically causing the whole thing. Oh, I yeah. will say I don't particularly love Deadpool series. I've read my fair share of them. Uh, the only one I really loved was Joe Kelly one from the late nineties. Yes. Uh, this is not bad. Uh, it's not. Uh, Alyssa is clearly a very talented writer. Uh, their stuff is great. Uh, I'd love for them to see do see more like X books. You know, like maybe even one of the mainline books. Uh, I've, I'm I'm enjoying this, even though it's like, oh, this is just. It feels like I read the last issue already. It feels very much like uh, more of the same, but it's well done. More of the they've same. got a decent blend of written jokes that are kind of you know funny on their own, and then actual kind of physical comedy type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and the art's quite nice too. Normally, it's Martin uh, Martin Cocolo, and I think this was a guest artist, uh, uh, Luigi Zagaria. Lu- Luigi Zagaria, who did some and, nice stuff. Yeah, and Deadpool can just be all dialogue without anything, and there's a little bit more substance there, so I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, uh, moving on. Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, number four. Writers Teeny Howard, uh, artist is Vasco Georgiev. The otherworldly miniseries continues. Tony Stark appears once again. He's definitely a supporting player in all the X books. He's sparring with Betsy Braddock, and he agrees to get the Avengers to be bait for Morgana Le Fay and her Furies. Rachel and Betsy have a cute date night out on the red carpet, and Doctor Doom has a strategic ad- alliance with Morgana. And uh, he tells the captain that if she moves on the witch, Latveria will move on her. What did you guys think of this issue? Um, uh, this one and the last issue, I think, were very good. And the reason is because it's an ensemble piece now. Yeah. The first two issues were just about her and, and Rachel, Rachel. And that is not a story that... Not that it doesn't interest me. It's just in a story that, that doesn't... Well, there's no conflict yeah. between the two. That's the problem. Like, hey, They're like hooray, lovey-dovey. We're They're on the couch. Yeah. I'd agree with one caveat, which is that we don't have... Dinosaur Betsy Braddock the, uh, as part of the ensemble. She's great. Yeah. I do love Dinosaur Betsy. Right. Dinosaurs in every comic did, are good. Did they talk about, wasn't there like a purple swan or a purple goose one they mentioned in yes. there? Yes, yeah. And there was one uh, when you had the interview that Betsy did for the fashion magazine uh, where she said that one of the one of the Captain Britons is a poet and uh, oh, yeah. she wished that like, more... to get to know. Yeah, yeah, she wished more people knew about that. Uh, so I did like that. I agree with Clark. It's better as an ensemble piece. I still think the book is better, and I include like Knights of Ten as like the precursor book to this, mm-hmm. when it's less set in the UK and more in like other world. Because Teeny Howard is talented, she is talented, yeah. but she's not British, and she doesn't like the uh, as somebody who spent a little bit of time in England, yeah. she does not get like the and English he, and the and British we stuff. No British people talk a certain way. They always bring up Doctor Who. That's British. They space. always bring it's up the Queen doom. and Doctor Who. <laughs> I do Doctor like whom? in the first two, it was kind of nebulous British, like yeah. it was kind of nowhere. And at least in the third one, they're like going through the West End and blowing shit up. So at least it's a place that exists in London. Sure. I, I think I was taken out of the book when Betsy said arse, and I was just like, oh, that just seemed weird for an American to write she that. Just, she just slurred a little bit. That was an accident. <laughs> yeah. That was alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we did men- didn't mention Jamie Braddock doing a oh, yes. not really heel turn as much as a, um, I kind of have to do Am I helping? Because I was once a ruler and then... It was a real. She wanted a boon, and I. Am I doing to... help? Yeah, it's uh, well. I mean, Jamie Braddock is an unreliable ally, so oh, yeah. this feels very much in character. For yeah, they like it. Seemed like they're mo- they're mad at him, but also like that's Jamie. <laughs> that's our. Ja- that's our. <laughs> that Jamie. little guy. Yeah. What a scamp. Yeah. All right, our last book of uh, this week and last week, X twenty three Deadly uh, Regenesis number three uh, by Erica Schultz and Edgar Salazar. The old school miniseries continues as Kamara, uh, excuse me, taunts and eventually convinces Laura to go on a very killy mission. Also, you should know that X twenty three number three from twenty twenty three takes place before X twenty three number four from twenty ten. That little note at the beginning made me laugh oh so God. much; it was the most entertaining part of this whole book. Because hey, I was, I was about to get on those forums immediately. That was giving me a one. number stroke. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, X-23 number four, meaning the original series yeah, that she was in. Yeah, from 2010. So yes. this takes place before. The one before. where she and Gambit, um, like, he was kind of the second. He, like, kind of helped yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these series are just like, if Kimura, if Kimur, how do we Kimura, say it? Kimura, Kimura. Kimura. Lee Simmons. Um, if she's in, well, if she's <laughs> in it, it's called X-23 and it's a miniseries. That's the only reason these series are, like, she's the villain every single time. And I have a feeling that she's pure evil, if you couldn't tell from all <laughs> oh, these Oh, what fucking, gave it away? She is just 
murdering people for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Tying them up, murdering. She is so Using fucking... all of her employees are drug addicts, and that's how we pay them. <laughs> You're like, all right, she, calm down. It, they are not holding back with how evil, evil, evil she is. This miniseries, while competently done, it just makes me want a Talon series. That's all I want. Well, this I, is a Talon series. Yeah, but Talon, she currently is now. Yeah. Not like Talon a long time ago. No, this is X-23. But Talon. Regenesis. Yeah. Soon to be really, really elderly. X-23, the Wolverine Talon Regenesis. That just rolls off the tongue. Oh, my God. The problem is Kimura is such a... Um, a Lee she's, Simmons. She's so evil <laughs> that there's nothing enjoyable to her. You just, I know. You just want her to die. It's not like you en- like it's like someone you hate, love to hate. It's just, it's... I despise you, someone kill you. <laughs> she, but there's the thing is, her justification isn't like even worthwhile. She's like, I'm going to murder this people until I get you to murder these people. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why'd you just murder those people then? She's just You better to help me destroy half of the world so I can destroy the other. I need them to humanize her. I've read all these series. I need them to humanize her in some sort of way and her to stop wearing something that looks like Monet's outfit. As yeah, well. she looks like Monet. Doesn't it? Like oh, so Monet was, Exchange, you mean. Uh, well, who's the yes. guy who's the guy with the red mask that we're also dealing with in this? Oh, that's uh goddamn what's his name? The, Iron uh, Johnny. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, me, Good speaking, of, speaking of costumes, his costume looks ex- almost exactly like. Uh, do you remember Prophet from the Age of Apocalypse like series that ended up going with yes. um, the Extreme X Men Dazzler the... team? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But he was actually look all the all the haymaker. All the hear- heroes in that world were like the actual villains in ours, like William Stryker. He was William Stryker. Yeah, and he's the only one that survived a... and is currently in our world six sixteen floating around somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he has got like it's it. A lot That's of it's a great, sexy but, outfit. But his, he's got he the same towel. He's got the red like mask. That. Yeah. Oh my god, he's you're red totally robining right. about. This seems like an easy outfit to do for Halloween. He looks like Jason Todd yeah. from yeah. That's a Red Hood. Oh, uh, I thought it was Red Robin. Yeah. Red, red Robin is okay. Tim Tim Drake. Sorry, I don't know DC. <laughs> oh, let me tell oh, you. If you don't know DC, you Fred, don't know Squad. Any yeah. advice so red, for me on what to start? Red with Robin it? is a burger restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a burger is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, anything else about this uh, great series that I hope they get a couple more spinoffs with, with Kimura being the main lead? In <laughs> How many miniseries is <laughs> yeah, last K-23. year with the exception of Deadpool? This is the third one, right? It was issue three. No, oh no! This one was issue three. Yes. Deadpool. No, they're actually going to do another series after this. Yeah. X twenty three, which is set in between the first issue and the second issue of X twenty three twenty twenty three, which is still before. You've got to remember, it's still before the X Men X twenty three issue number four that came back in two thousand ten. Guys, 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 guys. Read the notes on this one, guys. Yeah, guys. Brent is finally an X fan <laughs> because he actually that said actually that, and sense. I actually understood him. Yeah. I heard there's going to be 23. And it was English. Suck that, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, guys? No. Oh, what's that noise? As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where we each get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, or heard and wanted to share with you, our little homos. And you know the rules with this, guys. Everyone just gets one plug. Let's see if Kalen can do one. <laughs> I have Kaylin, only start one. With you. I just did two that one time. Fuck you. You were holding up two fingers. I said one finger. I was holding up one finger. Okay. So this is a replug, and it's something Clark did, but <laughs> I finally consumed. Here's Kylie Minogue, padam, padam. No, it's a show <laughs> on Netflix called Ro- Young Royals, a Swedish show. Yes. I watched uh, both seasons over the last week. 
Uh, it is a very well done queer teen romance dramedy, mostly drama series set in this boarding school in a kind of a small town Sweden, and it, the the prince of of the prince of Sweden basically They're has so to go hot. there. Okay, continue. I mean, it feels weird to say that because they are actual teenagers. They so. literally are just like acneed all up. Yeah, it's like the, the which, wait, is, fa- which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else. You're thinking of something else. Yeah, you're, you're thinking of pornography. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, these are actual children. Uh, but it is a very well done series, and their motivations all make a ton of sense. Um, it's just a very good teen drama. Highly nice. recommended. Is it gay? It's gay. Very it's gay. gay. I didn't realize it when I first started watching it, and I was like, maybe this is a gay character because the trailers said nothing about it. Oh, yeah. As soon as like you start seeing the longing looks, I'm like, oh. When these... that boy starts singing, you're like, oh, oh I get yeah. it now. Yeah, he's gay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So I watched the first five episodes of a show called uh, Siren Survive the Island, and it's basically like it's six teams of four different women from Korea. There's Team Soldier, Team um, Team. God, I lost it. Team police, team fire, team um, guard, team everything. It's like six months. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, team team athlete. Or so, Paw yeah. Patrol. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> it's like Survivor meets Capture the Flag meets like everyone basically just trying to murder each other. Ah. But anyways, it's this game where it's Avengers four and Arena. four and four. They each have like a different house and they literally had to like block someone from getting the flag. And they are just like rolling on the ground, almost punching each other in the face. And each episode, there's one. This is reality? Yes. Sorry, yes. It is fantastic. It is so well done. I uh it's just it's How can you watch it? It's Netflix. Oh, okay. It's also like you're you're just kind of so like hyped up and also unsettled at the same time because you know something fucking horrible is going to happen. That's usually like my Some woman just status. falls out of a tree and fucks her back up hard. Jesus it's Christ. Crazy. It is so good though. I'm stressed out it just so hearing good. about it. Remember when Glimmer and Hunger Games killed someone by a beehive? That was weird. Oh yeah, I did. Oh no, 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 no. Uh Katniss killed Glimmer with a beehive. Anyway. Well, that's yeah. my plug for the week. No, okay. Team so stunts the So my plug for this week is one of my favorite, favorite podcasts of all time. Homo Superior. Bitch oh Homo Superior. Oh, uh, no. Bitch Sesh, which has Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. Um, they are uh, doing what uh, powerful podcasters should do. They're branching out on their own, and they're starting a new website with their own podcast called Garbage World. Ah. <laughs> so instead of uh, Bitch Sesh, it will no longer be on Earwolf, and they are starting their own Website, it has a, a bunch of th- – it has a forum that everyone can chat about, all this garbage content, the Housewives, Kardashians, reality TV, um, astrology, just all the great stuff in life. <laughs> um, but they are starting the, – they're basically doing it on their own. And so instead of Bitch Sesh, it will no longer be going for uh, – in a couple weeks, it will now be called Garbage Sesh. So I'm very excited uh, for this. I've already subscribed. And uh, they like to interact with their fans. It's it's a really great fucking just it's a good way to branch out. If they bring bitch us back, I already have the great tagline. The bitch is back. That's amazing. Yeah. But I hope that it does well for them. Yeah. As, as that, branching that out. Kayla never has to say that again. <laughs> Did you say there was a thing in there called Earworld? Earwolf. Earwolf is a <laughs> it's an earworm, baby. Uh-huh. No. It's a it's, it's a platform. It's a platform that holds a lot of famous podcasts. Gotcha. They're, they're comedy ones, so you probably wouldn't be into it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, my uh, plug is for another TV show 
Um, it's available on Max. Uh, it's called Smiling Friends. It's an animated. It's very good. It's an animated show. And oh, cool! Each episode is ten minutes long. The premise is that there's a company called the Smiling Friends that they're supposed to go around and make people smile and oh, cheer I them up. That. So it's it's a very uh, surreal, bizarre TV show that has a ridiculous premise, but all of the humor of it comes from the mundanity of our lives. So it's very funny, realistic interactions in a world that is absolutely insane. Um, and they oh, just, re- they've been that. renewed, they were re- renewed like a month ago for their second season, which is very exciting. How many episodes are there? Like 7,000. 10. 10. You can watch I them. think there's 11 because there's like a special um, sub, su- uh, summer episode or something. Oh, so you can, you can like watch that. it like in a two hour like or Yeah, it's very, yeah. I, I, mean, I love it. There's a there's an adventure, in the, two different adventures in the woods and they're fucking they're crazy. They're so, so good. They all start normal and then it goes really wrong. <laughs> and that's a Max original, oh, is that no. right? There's the McDonald's one too. Watch well, this shit. So it was produced by Adult Swim and it was an instant success. They Adult Swim did. Uh, they basically did a Beyonce, and they're like, "We're we're introducing a new show," uh, and they just released all the episodes at once. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, people loved it. Yeah, that's okay. cool. All right, I will watch it. Well, uh, that's been the podcast. Um, we've all said the things we needed to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing we held back. I learned about Garbage Mouth. Uh, Garbage World. Um, I don't know, even remember the name of the show. Clark said Siren. And and uh, Caitlin said something uh, British, but in Scandinavia. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, yes, 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 Scandinavian Britain. I do like that all the TV we talked about, I already like. Yes. Well, there we go. Well, uh, that's why we call them plugs that Clark already gave the, gave the review for. Also, one last thing, because we're releasing this in June. Happy Pride, everyone. Oh, happy Pride, everyone. We'll and have a lot more Pride content in June. Pride to you. Uh, you know, rate and review us if you've got the time. You can find us on Twitter at X and Instagram at Podcast. Check out the Uncanny Experience. It's real. It's fun. Some of us will be there. Um, it's everyone co- but me. Everyone but Clark. So, as again, if you are coming to see Clark, don't come. As we always say, if you're no, coming they to see come. Clark, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, little homos. Bye.